up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the mother-loving geek nation you're listening to spoiler alert spoiler alert thank you thank you um it kind of ruins my the whole flow if you don't do the thing like we do on the other show (laughs) it fucks me up i'm your host johnny destructo with me this week is mark underscore l underscore miller (laughs) and the one the only Rob Patey. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Hi, Rob. Hi. How you doing? Good. I know you, I've noticed the pregnant pause every week since you started to pop the intro like you do on Gutter Talk. Gang, Gutter Talk! No, none of us are as smooth as Len. His, so. no, it's true. That can be I said. I mean, none of us. That, that can be said all over the planet. No one is Absolutely. as smooth as Len. Combined, we are still chunky skippy compared to yeah. Len's creamy smoothness. So mm-hmm. you got what you got. Yeah, I lucked right. out. I lucked out with that guy. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, of, I'm, sp- I meant us. But speaking right. of the better show, um, yeah, uh, we we actually got um, well, he, he listens to both shows, which is kind of great. So Anthony D stopped into mm. the shop. This this cat walks in my shop. And I go, hey, man, how's it going? Is there anything I can help you find? He goes, oh, J.D., you sound just like you sound on the podcast. And I was like, oh, uh, he threw me off. What's that? I said marketing, baby. Yeah, he's so, uh, yeah, he came to the shop and uh, apparently, I think he's from Connecticut and he drove down um, to Philly for a purpose that wasn't, you know, seeing me. But he was at 30th Street Station and he was like, oh, wait a minute. I could swing by Jadel's shop. So, yeah, he came and, and we chatted and talked about the shows. And he's actually a patron of my Patreon. Uh, he's nice enough to throw me some ducats every month, which is just hey, man. <laughs> the best. I have a Patreon. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Fucking I. Hey, Mark underscore L underscore Miller. What is your Patreon? My Patreon is... Let me <laughs> it's under Mark underscore. It's under ML Miller writes. Okay. Nice. I think I have one. So he <laughs> says he says it. hi to everybody. He's been listening for a while. Listens to you know both Gutter Talk and Spoiler Alert. Um, and he he uh, was nice enough to um, uh, I don't want to say take my side, but he, he defended me a little because he he's also the teenage girl. He he enjoys the same books I do. Um, okay. And he was, you know, talking about how you guys always tease me about being the teenage girl of the group for enjoying, um, you know, women stories. Um, so, yeah. That's not. That's not. <laughs> God damn you. Um, and he deserves actually a little bit of a reach around because it's not exactly a hop, skip and a jump from 30th Street to Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. That's that's a bit of a jaunt out of Center City. It was, uh, it was like I think he said it was 17 minutes. By Uber? Oh, I, oh, you know, I didn't ask. It must have, maybe it was Uber, yeah. Okay, know. so that's zero fucking traffic then. That yeah. 30th Street station is a dick. Also, side note, 
Yeah. I'm drinking this Sam Adams Hefeweizen. Yeah. It's not good. No. It sounds Klingon. Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen? You're not doing German a service. Hefeweizen! Yeah, it's the Samuel Adams Uh It's also, to be fair, it's warm. So that's not doing it any favors. Anyway, uh, the email. Rob, Patey. Read, oh, God damn. Hold read on. it. All right, I'll read it. <laughs> it says, uh, let's see, it's from Christopher Goodnight. And it says, Namasco is, is the title of the email. And it says, really, Rob, you couldn't come up with Namasco? It was the first thing I thought of. I don't know what he's talking about, honestly. I, uh, I don't either. So he's talking about the top knot greetings of the yoga variety where we say Namasta. And I'll, I'll be honest about that. I usually leave the conversation before reply. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Namasta. Uh, Namaste. Um, and then, yeah, somebody doesn't say Nabisco back. I just, I roll. So, Holy yeah, no, shit. I didn't do what the follow-up was. That remind. oh my God. You know, Namaste reminded me of Saga. We, saga. we have not talked about Saga on this show for years now, I don't think. I know. It's been a while. Yeah, we should do a Holy huge catch-up. Yeah. I have, uh, I have, uh, I, I mean, I totally fell off of it. Me too. That's what she said. <laughs> You're done. Get out. God damn it. Uh, get off the internet forever. Um, no. Yeah, I also have fallen off. I want to say I'm on Trade Paperback Volume 5, and there's eight volumes out so far, plus yeah. more issues than that. So. Last time I read it, she cheated on him. Yeah. I, she was, she was uh, on that TV show. And she was doing them drugs. Ooh. And she was doing drugs. And, then and that was like up. 50 issues ago. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Gosh. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm reading an email. Here we go. He continues. Yeah, you were. Also, I'm your most devoted listener. I wait three weeks for an episode and you can't read my fucking email. WTF. I put a lot of thought into my emails. I listen through all of the books, even the ones I don't give a shit about, and you give Ronnie Strike two voicemails playtime, but you can't read my email. <sighs> Sean Patrick Flannery, best known for Simply Irresistible, played young Indiana Jones in 22 episodes of the series. JD isn't always on the show, so I emailed both him and Rob in case one of you took the week off. But surprise, surprise, you what all... <laughs> you all took a week off. In regards to No Justice from almost a month ago now, they fired the seed into the Entropy Omega Titan and the Wisdom, Wonder, and Mystery Omega Titan ate him. The seed produced the trees and the Omega Titans eat the trees. I really enjoyed seeing them work together. It didn't matter to me that the story was fluff. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to all the stuff coming. Detective Chimp was part of the Dark Knight's Metal. That's where he comes in. No comment on the Jabberjaw Aquaman crossover, except that when Mark said the music of the Jabberjaw band united the world, I muttered to myself, like Bill and D. Ted. Right before Rob said it, me and Rob are simpatico. I don't read Marvel, but I agree with JD. The eyes of the mask bother me. Someone shared the cover. I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. The eyes of the, off the mask. Oh, right. Okay. So um, I was talking about the Amazing Spider-Man number 800 where he gets the black suit again. But for some reason, 
the eyes of the mask came off of the face a la Mr. Zaz from Batman. When that, that bothered me art-wise. Speaking of covers, I'm not sure which X-Men wedding cover you were talking about a few weeks ago. The one from J. Scott Campbell or the one from Dodson, but we all know it was already done best by John Cassidy. How dare you, Rob? The Middle was a sweet, wholesome show that the whole family could enjoy. It was not stupid, whispers stupid. Whoop! Loved Man of Steel. Thanks for the laughs, guys. Chris St. Saucy, good night. So I'm assuming, I guess he writes, I think he's got like an email up. And then as we're talking, he takes notes. So, <laughs> so that means I have to really pay attention to what we're saying so that I can refer back to it. He, so he puts more work into the podcast than any of us have. <laughs> it's true. Oh, the, okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. No, no you're thank right. you. We appreciate the dedication. We'll try to give it back one day. Um, also, let's see. We have... A voicemail. God, I wish we had more voicemails, to be honest. TBH. This yeah, one's that's from... right. One voicemail trumps two emails. It's now the gauntlet has been dropped. Uh, this yeah. one is from Mark underscore. And it's, oh, it's, 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 it's my uh, imposter. Yeah, your doppelganger. He probably has a, a... Do you have a goatee, Mark? Yeah. Oh, he probably doesn't have a goatee. Um, yeah. All right, so it's 11 seconds long. I remember... I have, if I... I have a beard. I wonder, is he the one last time that just said, I'm sad? I'm sad. <laughs> yes. He's, yeah. I'm sad. Yes, I believe that was him. Yeah. All right, here we go. This podcast is magnificent. He really is your doppelganger, Mark. What is that? He does what did he say? the same annoying shit. I it, don't. It's I honestly. I listened to this before the show. I had to listen to it four times. What does he say? This podcast is magnificent. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got the wow. Yeah. That's well done. Yeah. He's the serial is. killer. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go! Yeah. Isn't the point of a doppelganger supposed to be the opposite of? <laughs> He's just more Mark. <laughs> he's just, more Mark than Mark. He's half. He's half me. Just, oh. just Mark underscore. Yeah. Underscore L underscore Miller. But oh. uh, under I wonder if I know this person. I don't know. It's Maybe weird. I, Here we go. Let's talk about some comic books. Catwoman number one. No, we shouldn't start with that. That's a terrible idea. I was Batman number fifty. Put out by DC Comics, written by Tom King. This is continuing his 100-issue run, Tom King says, and Mikael Janin on artwork. And uh, this DC has been building up and building up and building up towards this Batman and Catwoman wedding for months. Uh, much like Marvel did with their, um, who was it, Colossus and Kitty Pride wedding, right? And just like the Colossus Kitty Pride wedding... This also did not go through. Uh, they, they did not get to the altar, and um, uh, everything went to shit. But to that I say, was anyone surprised that it didn't happen? And literally, really, were you guys surprised that it didn't happen? I was praying to God. That, that it wouldn't happen. They wouldn't do, that they wouldn't do that. Yeah, Why you can't, not? Batman Why can't not? get married. Bullshit. 
That's what they said with Lois and Clark. That's what they said with Peter and Mary Jane. It opens it up for some new. It opens it up. It opens it up for new stories, not the same old shit. I hated this. this. I hated this book so fucking much. It almost makes me turn my whole thoughts about Tom King around. All right, so I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying that he Batman can't get married in the same way that people would say that Spider-Man shouldn't be married. I'm not mm. saying he shouldn't be married. I'm saying that in order for him, and it's, it's the conclusion that Tom King came to, is that in order for him to be Batman, he can't be married. He doesn't have room in his mm-hmm. life for, like, a wife, right? He's He's constantly avenging and sad and mopey and pissy pants about his dead parents. So he's no. got to continue. You know, it's, it'd be the same as if, um, um, well, I wouldn't say the same, but it would be similar to as if, uh, oh, Frank Castle gets remarried. Like, that's never going to happen. Maybe that would be a good story. Hmm. No, it's, it's like the death of Superman. Once you pull that plug, it, it can't be undone. And when no, they do try is... to when they do try to reset it, which they ultimately always do, when they do try to reset it, we're gonna cry horseshit, and then they're gonna have to do a thing like confuxium or whatever the hell that was to bring the timeline back that we wanted to actually see. I mean, it's Batman. It's Batman's fueled by sadness. Clark Kent and Peter Parker are not exactly. Thank All right, you. no, I get that. But maybe he finds somebody who is equally obsessed, equally as uh, uh, driven, who is willing to fight with him to uh, to to continue and, and help him in his war against crime. Do I you mean, realize I think you, that just that, des- you just described every upper middle class marriage that is failing? I'm ju- I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it would be a great idea. I am saying it would make for better stories. The problem with this is that now it's like it just like with Kitty and Colossus, it ruins any possibility for any type of future relationship between these two, because if they go back, they're stupider than they ever have before than they are before that that mm-hmm. it's like I mean. Kitty and Colossus, I swear to God, it's like like that ruined the Kitty Pride character for me. She's just a bitch who walked away from from her wedding, invited the entire mutant population, prepared a whole day, bought a dress, spent thousands of millions of dollars, and then just and then <laughs> how, just, much, how rich do you think she is? <laughs> I don't know, but but it's it, you know it's thousands of millions. She wasn't getting married in a trailer park. She, That's I mean. Uh, you know, and, and it's like it's it's such a it, it, it's such a I don't know. It, it's the most selfish fucking thing you can do. And then, you know, the only good thing there was one good page in this entire book. The rest of it, I wanted to tear to shreds and wipe my ass with each little piece of it. The one where Alfred and uh, Bruce are sitting there and he says, I was thinking of having you be my witness because you've always been there with me. And then he comes down, and he sits there and he hugs him. That was oh, the lovely. only only good moment in this entire book the rest of it is just a bunch of horseshit it, it, it the the thing that sucks is i didn't believe any of the romance aspects of it and maybe i missed out on those issues where it's like they they found that romance or whatever but i didn't really they didn't really seem like a, a couple that actually had uh love yeah, I had love. It's like they didn't believe. It was just like they were fighting and, you know, and they're together and you always see them on a rooftop. And it's like all you see are those stupid pinups through the entire thing. And they're talking about each other's fucking eyes for ad nauseum in this book. This yep, book was yep. the it was the 
stupidest drawn out. It's like, oh, we have, it's like, we have, we have like 20 pages of pinups. And so you let's draw out the same fucking point for 20 pages and then have like five pages of story in between. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I agree. uh, I hated this book. This this is the worst. When they have sex, look each other in the eyes. Okay. I'm saying, all right. Look each other in the eyes. When not, you... not when a bat fucks a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Saying, well done. I'm, I'm just saying that that you know th- this is just uh, this is the worst issue Tom King has ever written. It's, Flat, it's, it's period. It's... I don't put it on Tom King. I put it on the let's pull the same thing fucking Marvel's doing. Have a wedding so we can get all those wedding comic fetishists to split the market. I just I don't think Tom's execution was wretched. I don't love the pinup style, but I don't think it was wretched. But why? Why why even do this? All right. So I I have a couple of questions. Did you guys get spoiled? Before the issue came out by the New no, York Times I article, I, I avoided no. it. I didn't. I, I tried to avoid it, and okay. I read it today. And that's what I almost put my head yep. through my computer. And then, as you were reading the issue with all of the, uh, and I agree, Mark, one hundred fucking percent. Uh, all of that, I her talk, eyes. her eyes and his eyes, and and uh, all that stuff over the pinups. The pinups are gorgeous. Love the pinups. <laughs> not but, all of them, but not well, not all of the Frank Miller one <laughs> didn't really tickle me but um uh, as you were reading it did you get the sense that it was not going to happen or were you surprised at the end there that it didn't happen the only sense i got that it wasn't going to happen was the iliana and kitty pride moment when they're sitting there and the friend fucks up the wedding again just by talking talking the the bride out of the um throws of uh Matrimony. You know the the ro- the romantic kind of notions of the entire matrimony, which well, that which just goes to show, just you know, don't let your if you're planning a wedding, don't let your friend talk want, to you. Don't let your your girlfriend's best friend have a quiet moment alone with them <laughs> before the wedding, or it's <laughs> it's over. The um, well, we, I see the thing. I knew it wasn't going to happen before it was spoiled because of uh, forty eight and forty nine. Some of my favorite Batman issues to date, actually, uh, the Joker best man storyline in the church, and yeah. the Joker has he, he says that you know Batman can't be Batman if he's happy. If he if he's married, he's happy. And that means he can't be Batman. And then. Catwoman, there's a panel where Catwoman is taking that to heart, and you can see that she's sort of having second thoughts. And I went, oh, this is it. This is not going to happen. So um, I was just curious to see if you guys, first of all, had been spoiled, um, and then if you were surprised by the ending. But I I had mentioned something about – someone was complaining about spoilers, and I was like, the only spoiler to me is that anyone actually thought this was going to happen. I I, I mean, I was – maybe I just have too much faith in just thinking that – DC and Marvel would not tell the exact same story within two weeks of each other. Um, did, did you read a uh, sort of twist? Did you read the Return of Captain America and the Return of Batman? I know, <laughs> I know. There, it's all of that stuff, but yeah. it's just like you know, come on, let's show show a little. And I don't think it, it's like they came up with that apart from each other. Somebody maybe knew about it. I don't know. I don't know if this is saying if there's like a, a message that is trying to be told here about marriage. I don't know, but uh, it's just weird that, that 
this. I guess we did have the Gambit Rogue wedding, but still, it, I, I don't know. I just don't understand why all the the build up yeah. to nothing. I agree. Um, it's it's right. It, well, it, it's it's the perfect example of of uh, comic books. Nothing really happens. You know, the Joker is going to fight Batman again. Catwoman and Joe and Batman are going to fight again. You know, it, it, everything snaps back to to status quo instead of having just some some kind of lasting impact um i i did think it was stupid that it was batman and catwoman getting married instead of bruce wayne and selena kyle i i think that that's i never i never understood why that was a thing you know what else is stupid uh the whole big deal was that it was batman and catwoman and yet there's bruce wayne in the tux yeah it was bruce wayne getting married yeah and she yeah. was, I mean, Catwoman, I mean, Selena Kyle had little cat ears on. I was thinking that he was going to dress up in like that little tuxedo thing that like that um, his dad wore, like a little mask. Right, right. The Oh. Yeah. I remember that from the Grant Morrison run made a big deal yeah. about that outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that that would have been kind of classy. But uh, I don't know. I, I was hoping that, you know, Tom King, I find as he's like the gold standard. He, to me, he's the best writer out there in comics today. Oh. And um, just to have it be have have be dis- this disappointed in an issue is just really frustrating just, to yeah. me. Yeah. And, it, and it tainted. I, I mean, it, it tainted um, <laughs> the, run. the my Catwoman reading experience as well, like the. <laughs> the first issue of Catwoman because now I, I don't give a shit. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, to me, it's, it's, it's like, that's just such a wasted potential uh, of uh, just, a, a, maybe it, it's, it's a relationship that doesn't last, uh-huh. but still let's, let's play around with it for a little while. Have a uh, fucking pair of testicles and play around with some un, unlike charted territory of a married Batman show us why it wouldn't work don't just sit there and have people have it like have some thoughtful looks across looks like off screen like like let's see it fucking fall apart if you really want to break the bat let's see that fall apart don't just like have a message and then like all the fucking bat villains are hanging out in the basement of Arkham and just the bat is broken fuck you you're not wrong fuck you you're not wrong. You're not, I, I can't have disagree. Have a pair of goddamn testicles. Come on, or uterus, whatever, whatever. Have a pair of uterus. Have a pair of uterus. Have a pair of ovaries or testicles, and fucking just write a story that is different instead of this, this same old shit. Now we've got oh, Bruce is broken. No, he's not. <laughs> it's not like he's never like. I mean, he's he's fucking had his back broken. That was when he was broken. Yeah. Well, and by the theory, the more broken he is, the better bat he'll be. Gotham City will be free of crime in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Why, He's gonna take I mean, out all of his uh, rage on all of the criminals of Gotham. On a on a better note, go see. Uh, I finally saw Lego Batman this weekend, and holy shit, that was amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a great point, right. though. Like, yeah, the, to break the bat, they should have gotten him. They should have let him get married. Yeah, that would have fixed their whole problem. Yep. They could have taken over <laughs> Gotham while he was on fucking honeymoon. Oh, God. What does that say about marriage? Stupid <laughs> villains. Anyway, uh, um, that just ruined everything okay. for me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you. I yep, felt this way since it was announced. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what a bummer. But you know, yeah. also, King is not the gold standard for me. I, I didn't like most of his run. I'm only just now starting to like uh, his run on Batman, and and this sort of uh, puts a hitch in that giddy up. I really liked. Uh, I, I mean, I, I haven't finished. I, I haven't caught up with Mister Miracle, but uh, Mister Miracle was great. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the issues of, of Batman have been great, but yeah. this issue was. Ouch. Uh, Although I'm wondering, um, I, I don't hold out high hopes, but the whole thing is that he's got a hundred issues planned and this is only the halfway point. Um, I'm curious to see if after issue 100, I have different feelings about issue 50. Uh, I'll be curious to see if that is something that happens, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cad, oh, Rob, what, I'm sorry, we, we've been, Rob, what did you think? Rob, yeah, I, I can't hate fucking more than he did. Okay, okay. but you weren't happy with it either? Uh, I, again, not as visceral amount of hatred. I think King did an okay execution with a horrible assignment. Yes. And having been someone who's had to do horrible assignments throughout my life, I feel you, brother, and I'm um, sorry. But, fu- yeah, fuck editorial for this all right catwoman number one from dc by joel jones with art by joel jones and uh, i did like that on the cover of this she's talking to the reader and she says did i didn't i read batman number 50 or i'll spoil it for you fuck Uh, you yeah um which automatically seems like a, a spoiler yeah because like she's got her own book it's not like it's there's a new book called mr and mrs bat well, no, I feel like she could have had her own book and been married. Uh, but the fact that it was yeah. on the cover, did I or didn't I, automatically makes people go, oh, then I guess she didn't. Right. Imagine this. Imagine this. So so we this was advertised and everything as a Catwoman series. But then, like, you open it up and there's another cover and it was called The Bat and the Cat. And it was uh, it was a, a book featuring just Batman and Catwoman stories together and it's about their relationship by jones yeah but and you know and it was like a total like like teaser Mm -hmm. cover and then there's a cover underneath that how they could have done or they could have done the opposite and they could have had a book coming out called the bat and the cat and then turns out it's only catwoman that would have been even cool yeah either way yeah Yeah. either way (laughs) i think something like that like you know um like but but this this crap now that I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike the story. The story's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's um, I, Catwoman's hanging out. Where the fuck is she? Paris? Where is she? where are you? Some city, foreign. She's somewhere else. And um, wherever I, they're playing baccarat or whatever that thing is. That's usually Monte Carlo. Chinese dominoes. Monte Carlo. I do uh, like this villain who is. Ba- she feels like a Hannibal villain from the TV show Hannibal. Yeah, she takes off her nose. Yeah, she's she's horrible. And there's she's got a whole army of cat women. Um, I did like the scene again. Again, the best part of the episode uh, is when Alfred sends her her old Catwoman <laughs> outfit, and then she gets With all the, sad. Uh, no, that's great. That that's great. I want to see one where Alfred just is totally like. I, I just want to see an Alfred versus Catwoman issue where Alfred like kind of like just is he's he's uh what do you call that just 
passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, passive aggressive with her the entire time. Yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. He's the he's the bitchy mother in law. Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I I don't know. I guess they you had to change the costume a little bit. So now what? She her armpits are showing. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's single again. <laughs> but you got to get those pheromones out, right? I guess. Uh, smell me. Well, um, I hope. Uh, I hope you know she keeps her shaved. I think you know because this this um, this outfit looks like it's um, segmented. It's in a bunch of pieces. There's like a corset, and then there's a thing that goes over it, and that leaves the armpits exposed. I would like to see some color differentiation, not just the same leather on every piece of it. I feel like they missed an opportunity to sort of break up the all black leather look with uh, maybe like a dark gray and black or something would be nice. Oh, an homage. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like if her, if her like armpit hairs were growing in and there's like ah, a ah. bit of coloring. <laughs> Go on the armpits, huh? I'm just going to that's a fetish. <laughs> Keep on going there. No, it's no, I agree. This is all done for cosplay purposes. What? It's like you could easily buy all this cosplay stuff. Oh. You think they you designed know? it for cosplay? I think they I think they definitely these days in some uh close in some like way they design stuff that's that's uh considerate to cosplayers. Cosplay sensitive. Huh. Never you don't think so? Never occurred to me. No. You don't think Cuz cosplayers will take thing? whatever the fuck that you you could make the most ridiculous outfit and cosplayers will still find a way to make it. I know, I know. There are some really talented people that that put yeah. that stuff together. Sometimes it looks better than the shit that you see in the the real licensed movies and TV shows. It's true, but, it's true, yeah. Um at the same time, I do think that like, you know, the 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 look of like Supergirl where she just has like the t-shirt with the Supergirl logo on it, stuff uh-huh. like that where anybody can be can look like Supergirl or anybody can look like, you know. Huh. I think they were trying to make it more practical. Maybe. With, with, I think Joel Jones is a, likes likes enjoy uh, and I'm sorry, enjoys designing stuff. Yeah, That's that true. could be too. I mean, everyone wants to put their stamp on it, you know. Yeah. Everybody who came along with uh um like in did their own version of Catwoman, they had that. Uh, I mean, this the last version was a a very um, who who designed that one with the goggles? Uh, Darwin Cook. Maybe is that who it was? Mm. Yeah. And then Jim Ballant had that purple thing where it was all yeah. booby and everything. And mm-hmm. like this one, this one just reminds me more of anything. It reminds me of Michelle Pfeiffer's costume. Ah. Oh, that reminds me. I just saw. What did I just see? Oh, Ant Man and Wasp. Uh, oh yeah, she's the, she's the mom. Seen it tomorrow. I will never not want more Michelle Pfeiffer. That's true. She's wonderful. No. Yeah, forever and a day. She's like her and Christy Brinkley. Jesus. Mm. Just forever. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't have any problems with this. Uh, I think, you know, for a first issue for Catwoman, it's just fine. Um, I can't say I was wowed by anything. I didn't, like, throw it across the room in surprise. But uh, I thought it was solid. And I'm curious about this villain. I do like her. She's, She's... gross to look at she kind of reminds me of grandma from preacher yeah she does. yeah yeah i i i again i feel like this is the same thing with like a black cat series i mean it's i think catwoman works best as a foil for batman um 
and I, I, I don't know when it, these books like this they go out of their way not to have Batman and Catwoman get together and like actually have a uh, like either a fight or a makeup or or a relationship or anything. Um, it I like it better when either it's uh, like a, a, when when she's in it's it's like giving it's like giving Talia Al Ghul a, sto- a, a book of her own or. Lois, ah! Lois Lane. I don't know if it's that bad. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd read a Talia story, but... Um... I, I mean, I get it. Catwoman is a big character. She's probably one of DC's biggest, like, um, female and most complex female characters. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, even more so than, I think, Wonder Woman. Um, but... And more rec- and probably one of the most recognizable as well. So I understand why they give him a book, give her a book. But I I like her as it's the same thing about giving Venom a book. It's it's that yeah. kind of thing or Sabretooth a book or Punisher. Punisher. Well, not Punisher. Punisher's different eh. for some reason. If but I, I see what you mean with with Punisher. I I see like um I. I like him as a uh, Spider-Man, like a contrast to Daredevil and Spider-Man. It's it's, it's nice yeah. to see that. Um, for some reason, though, Punisher never fit that category for me, though. But um, anyway, what were if you saying, this, Rob? If this is going to sustain itself, the heists need to become clever. We didn't get enough twists and turns for this to be a true, you know, you guys talking about the true essence of Catwoman, it goes back to the same thing that we've been missing for a long time with Batman, which is a detective story. If yeah. she's going to be a high, if she's going to do a high space book, it needs to have some kind of oceans, eight, nine, 10, 11, whatever the fuck they're on twist to it. Yeah. And that was, that was missing greatly in this. I mean, I, I love the gross, uh, crypt keeper bride, but we, again, we didn't get enough of that. We didn't, we didn't get enough of what, the plan i guess is yeah there's multiple cat women that's not that's not clever it's surprising but it's 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 not clever enough to to sustain me and i i am i'm spoiled because joelle did such cleverness and and such perfection on lady killer that that is always going to be held as the gold standard she also did uh did she write that as well she um she had an assist Okay. On one, it was a co-writer. On two, I think she took it solo. And two, volume two was just as good. So yeah. you know, she was she was fine on. She also did a really good book, um, a Supergirl book, recently. It was um, Supergirl being super. Holy fuck, that was amazing. Was it? I haven't read it yet. Oh, I didn't read it. Oh, so good. Huh. So good. It was very much of the Kurt Busiek uh, kid named Clark Kent is born. Huh. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much of that style. It's like she kind of exists self-contained, but she's still Kara L. She's still Supergirl. It's just the the, the twist. It was really well done. Nice. Right. All right. Yeah. That right. So yeah, those two kind of gold standards I've got for her. This just doesn't measure up. Well, I mean, both of those like Lady Killers a miniseries. That Supergirl, I believe, it was like a like a a couple of specials, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just wondering if, like, I, I, can she maintain that level of? I mean, the art in here is really nice, but can she maintain that on a monthly basis? And that's what you get, where, or that's that's what a lot of like people get when they're writing and drawing. Um, yeah. 
at the same time i don't know it just it feels like the monthly thing is such a, a grind for pe- for some people uh yeah. but well it know, is maybe a grind she, maybe she can do it yeah <laughs> yeah. I, yeah exactly i mean there's only so much you can do but i'm just wondering how long it is before like there's a a fill-in artist or um before we get I, too far though uh yeah. supergirl being super was written by mariko tamaki with art by joel well Jones. okay well mariko. fantastic writing and fantastic art it was just yeah. another Joel Johnson popped in my head. Cool. My That's bad. cool. Uh, okay. Let's go. Cool, cool. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I'm in. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll read number two and if I care more. Uh, but uh, for a book that I didn't hate, I don't think I loved it enough to keep reading it. Nah. See, I, I, at least I, I am going to give it a, give this whole fucking wedding thing uh semi comp sort of a compliment she at least catwoman was playing the character um and if she had been doing this to kind of destroy the bat you know and have that kind of evils or not even evil but playful and coy sort of the way a cat does you know a cat will you'll call a cat and the cat won't come but then when you're not paying attention to it the cat will be right in your face um it, it it plays to that her leaving him at the altar with kitty pride it, it's just such against what that character is like she's yeah. she has been the the gateway into the x-men for um i think so many people i mean that was really um they were even talking about having that whole uh that whole introduction into the x-men sort of story as a a story for like a movie uh, yeah. Like a Kitty Kitty Pride movie, and I, I mean that's to me that's when I started reading. I remember getting that Christmas issue where she was like, "Welcome to the X Men, Kitty Pride. This is your last day, or whatever." I, I forget that, but they say it on the cover. Yeah, and uh, it, it's uh, like I don't know. It just felt such against character, but at least Catwoman, I could see her doing that to Bruce and that being that being fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, one's talked, uh, one's talked out of it by a drunk Russian on a roof, and yeah. the other one actually realizes she'll destroy an entire city if she does it. As far as failed wedding event series go, DC wins. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this yeah, at no. least makes sense to me. The fact that they wouldn't ever get married makes sense, um, and the fact that she sacrifices her love for Bruce in order to keep the city safer. Uh, I, I do like that much better than just, and the, and the, and the buildup was yeah. uh, God. I mean, infinitely better. I did four. I don't know. There was like, mm-hmm. what was the thing? Those four one shots. I didn't read any of them. It was like bat prelude to the wedding. Yeah. Robin versus uh, blank. And yeah. I, ugh. Oh, I read, okay. I read them. I read them. Some of them were okay. The others mm-hmm. were just, I mean, there were, I didn't, I wasn't in love with them, but they were, they were. Now that, now that this has happened, are you glad you read them? No. Or do you wish you hadn't spent the time? <laughs> the winners, the winner in the no. wedding wars, the winner in the wedding wars, uh, mm-hmm. might've been DC, but the losers were the readers. Yep. Oh yeah. No fair. <laughs> All right. Man of steel. Number six, also by DC. We're wrapping up our DC coverage this week with Brian, Michael Bendis and Jason Fabok on art. This is the six issue miniseries that kicks off BMB's uh, run on the action in the Superman books that are coming up. Um, I liked it. Uh, I did have, I I took a picture at one point and I posted it on Facebook because in Man of Steel number five, 
with art. I want to say, who was the artist on that? Ryan Sook. Gorgeous mm-hmm. art. Yeah. Uh, there is a scene where you're coming into the Hall of Justice and it's an establishing shot and a bunch of characters are talking and they're all Justice Leaguers. And one of them says the phrase poopy caca or something. Caca poopoo. Caca poopoo. Yeah, it's Caca poopoo. And I go, who the fuck? It's the Justice League in there. Is there anybody else in there besides the Justice League? Who the fuck would yeah. say that phrase? And then the next panel, it's like more conversation. And then the Flash says it again. I'm like, motherfuck. What? Barry. And I, yeah. could, I could even understand. I mean, Wally West wouldn't say it. But no. uh, I could understand it more than if Barry fucking Allen said it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was my only gripe with the whole thing. The whole thing I liked uh, other than that. Um, I don't care. That about... was like a cutesy kind of bendicism. Yeah, a he little always bit. does the like, um, I don't know, is it Yiddish? Is there, he always, yeah, yeah. Oy vey. Yeah. Peter Parker was always saying oy vey and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, um, and that is Yiddish. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the same thing with the drawer thing in this issue, um, which was funny. It, oh, it was yeah. <laughs> where, where John Kent goes to uh, use his heat vision to destroy his porn stash. Whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what it yeah. is. It but... was porn. <laughs> no, really? The kid is like, he's like, what? What do you think I found it, it was? When... I found it when I was eight. I don't know what it, I don't know what it would be. What maybe else it's... does a kid that young maybe, maybe he has that cat he killed five years ago Corpse. dressed in a Barbie dress. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so instead whatever of normal, it is. Instead of a normal boy... You're going to make him a future serial killer. Yeah, yeah. That makes that's, what, that's what this whole issue is about, isn't it? That's true. True. Yeah, because of the Super Sons of the Future storyline, I think it was, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't read yet. I'm just gleaming it from um, context clues. He saw his future self as Superman, and he accidentally uses his Nova Flare or whatever the fuck it's Solar Flare yeah. power that I'm surprised <laughs> they even remember solar. existed. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was like the new big power for Superman that he used once. Yeah, was that Jeff Johns or <laughs> Scott yeah. Well, isn't that the, what the power that basically incinerated the old Superman? Uh, the new old Superman. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. new, the old, new, you know what I mean. The other yeah. thing that I, I guess now that, we're, now that we're talking about it that bothered me was the idea of that power, that new ability is the, the solar flare is that he expels all of his uh, saved-up solar energy that gives him yeah. his powers in one big blast. Yeah. And then there's like three or four days where he's powerless, and that did not happen yeah. here. He just went on fighting, and it was like, well, oh, now he's a bomb, and there's no repercussion from it? All right, weird. Yeah. To learn to recover. He, he learned. Mm. He's a smart lad. Meh. He's changing. His body is every day different <laughs> sometimes he recovers quicker than others hey oh he could have been a, working out at the gym a little bit too much maybe he drank a little bit too much caffeine i don't know mm-hmm. who knows <laughs> so what did you guys think of man of steel the miniseries uh, it was good i i mean it, it was I, I i think i loved the kevin mcguire uh issue, issue? Ooh, now I miss him, miss that artist so much. He is, I, I, I mean, I don't know, like if 
he's just like doesn't have it in him to do a uh, a series anymore or what. But man, that guy's art is amazing. Wasn't that uh, two two issues ago? Yeah, yeah, it was two issues ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He's he's. Uh... He's very talented. Sometimes his faces get a little too goofy. Well, no, I mean it. He actually shows a range of emotion that oh, I sure. don't think I don't think any hardly any other artists do as well. I mean, like I, I, he actually gives it. I mean, it, it does make it a little bit more comical, but only in a sense that it's like this funny stuff looks like he's being funny. It, it's look at the faces in this issue, and it's. You know, Superman is angry. He's got the sad face. He's got the angry face. He's got the fighting face, the constipated face. It's it's all the same kind of versions of a grimace, basically. Um, and I, I think that Kevin McGuire just has that handling of emotion that he's able to kind of just really make it uh, feel more, more so emotionally. A mini series I wish they would do is um, the Three's Company episode of the Summer Vacation with Lois and Jonathan and Jorel. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Oz. Yeah. Whatever. Oh God damn it! Speaking of which, what happened to uh, what? Whatever happened to the Watchmen? What's what that after Watch or what is that? Series? Oh yeah, we let that drop like Saga. Well, no. Where Doomsday is Clock? It, Doomsday Clock hasn't. There hasn't been a new one out in. Yeah, there's five issues out. It comes out like every other month. I don't know if I got it. Maybe I missed. A, maybe I missed an episode or an issue. I don't know. But still. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean this. This is good. I. I. It's. I. Did it need to be a five week event where uh, or six week event? Wait, it could it have just been a like. A regular series i think it could have been yeah. um but i don't know um i like i like his reasoning i like the fact that he talks about ego but superman isn't about ego um i like it that um he has this little tearful moment with the dinosaur at the very end um i like the teaser at the end uh where it's superman starting these fires which that just that seemed possible, but hey, whatever. Amnesia. Um, Why not mind control? The Plus candor, the candor thing is was cool. The little brutal little fires. The yeah, the whole the fact that he basically just smeared his hand over candor, yeah, uh, and killed them uh, was that's pretty. That was rough. Pretty rough. Yeah, especially right after Batman teabagged them, thinking it was a party fall at the Christmas party. <laughs> Yeah, that's and why. thank God too, because I, I, does anyone care about Candor? Like they've done everything they can with that shrunken bottle city. Well, and especially after Frank Miller completely just decimated it. And yep, pissed all over the ashes with the abomination. Dark Knight Returns three. I yeah. really think I think they could have. I I hate it when they kill out something so huge like that. I think they could have done <laughs> something with it. <laughs> it's not. It's small. The bottle city of Candor. <laughs> The bottled city of Candor is one of those one of those like stories that I think people know that even outside of comic books. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know about that, but no, I think that permeated enough into 
yeah, it's, it's been a thing. And so yeah. I, to, to kind of wipe that out feels. Let me in, ask you this, though. Like, and I've got a terrible memory, so I might be misremembering this, but uh, I thought there was a period where Superman had released all of the Kandorians and they were full size and there was a whole bunch of super people on the planet and they wound up uh, somehow they wound up living on the other side of the moon or something. Do you guys Wasn't remember what that, I'm talking about? That was pre Flashpoint. <laughs> that was pre 52. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe you're mixing up the Inhumans. No, he's right. And Oh, no, it was? He, oh, okay. He, no, he's, he's right. Yeah, I think like, that's, that's that all. That was all, yeah, pre, pre Flashpoint. I guess I thought it was fifty New 52 stuff, but yeah, I guess it was no. before that. My bad. Yeah. It's all right. Okay, so anyway. they, I guess they got put back in the bottle. They put that genie back. So to speak. But yeah, I like this. I like the way Bendis writes uh, Superman for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I Again, I think this villain, I said, just said the whole series, the villain is sort of a eh. Oh, for sure. Eh. I like the idea of him. But his execution and his look just doesn't bo- doesn't work for me. Too, uh, reeks of too much doomsday. I mean, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't try and veer the complete opposite direction of that if they're going to go that route. It's like Lobo and Doomsday had a baby. Yeah. And mix in some Swamp Thing nose in there. A little bit okay. of Swamp Thing. Schmegma. That's enough. <laughs> Stop. And it's like, and even in the beginning of this episode, so he finds him at the center of the earth and he's about to destroy earth, just like he did Krypton. And he goes, hey, what technology is that? And then the guy goes, "Uh, are you attempting to speak to me? It's like, motherfucker, you were just at the Fortress of Solitude having a conversation with Superman. Yeah. And and now you're upset that he's speaking to you. It's weird. That seemed a little weird, like Superman just saying something like, hey, what technology is that? That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem... Superman like that very, voice. Very conversational. Yeah, very casual. I, yeah. I I I don't know. I like how that conversation ended though with him feeling bad for his blind hatred of uh, people he doesn't really know. Or yeah. you know, I no, I don't think he did, really did feel bad. I think he he knew that would get under his skin if he said that. That he pities him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I just like I was executed. I just thought that was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a commentary that I'm that I appreciate on like xenophobia mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like you don't even know me and you hate me. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> so I kind of like that as well. But yeah, I thought this was fun, man. I I like it. Um, there it's not it wasn't perfect, uh, and it does. I'm curious about Supergirl. Uh, you know, she's going to be going off into space in in her own book, uh, which is this sets up. So I'll check that out as well. Is she going out in space with uh, Cyborg and the rest of the boring characters? Hmm. Or is that is that a different space journey? No, you know no. This is Justice she... League Odyssey? No. Is she in that? Oh, no, okay. no. Oh, this is her own. No, no. It's her own thing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But... And it was so much better than Justice League, so... Yay. True that! Gave me my big old cosmic kumbayayas yeah. way more than Justice League, yeah. All right. I'm curious. I'm, I'll be reading, um, you know, Superman and action comics because uh, I'm, I'm excited about it, which is different for me because I don't really give a shit about this character for the most part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cosmic, 
Cosmic Ghost Rider, put out by Marvel, written by Donnie Cates, with art by Dylan Burnett. Let me ask you guys, have you been reading the Thanos series? No. Me neither. This is where he comes Super. from, though. Uh, and I, <laughs> I kind of love it. It's, this it's is kind of bonkers. Can- this is in this isn't canon, is it? This is a joke. Yeah. No, it's in canon. No, no it's not. shut the fuck up. No, it's like the future story. You know how there's the um, what's that Hulk? The uh, imper- future imperfect, right? So it's like a future story of the Hulk. Yeah. This is the future story of Thanos and Frank Castle. Oh. Yeah. Right. This is so the far, far future. It's this has got to be an alternate universe. Oh, I'm sure eventually it will Piece be, but like. Shit. Oh, you didn't like this? Oh, I thought like... this would be right up your alley. It's so ridiculous I and thought fun. fun. I thought this was fun as hell. Yeah. yeah. Why would you think this would be up my alley? Because you're a goof. Yeah. No. You get excited it... about real goofy shit. This is an alternate yeah. character. Like, this is an alternate character. Uh, oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, you do hate that. Uh, yep. All right. Fuck, my bad. I thought the goofy would override the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it is goofy. Now, if this were like Hit Monkey, I would like it. If this were like if anybody, it's like Frank Castle already has his own book. Just do something with someone else. Hmm. Why? So if this was the if this was the future (laughs) of of uh, Detective Chimp. Yeah, this would be do something like I don't know some character that's doesn't already have i mean this is basically taking it's taking two characters and then just putting them somewhere else it's 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 taking three characters really well, no it's, it's combined it's combining them into one character too like voltron i don't know <laughs> it's just this makes me sick it's like, <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm pissed off this week uh but uh the he's taking this Silver Surfer story, he's taking the Punisher story and the Ghost Rider story, putting them all together and calling it a new character. That's like me taking a turkey <laughs> and a ham, uh, a turkey, and a, a, a turd. It's a turducken, a turd, and right. a sponge, and putting it all together and saying that that's a new character. You had the worst holidays growing up. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like taking just three unnecessary. It's like taking Lobo, fucking Lo, Lobo, Batman, and and I don't know some uh, someone else, and I've putting got, them all a, together. I have a perfect example. You're having trouble thinking of an example. I've got a perfect example. It's like taking Silver Surfer, Punisher, and the Ghost Rider and putting them together. It is. <laughs> and look, so as his skull burns, he has it in a fishbowl, right? Yeah. In space, because you can't really burn in space because there's no oxygen. But they fixed that by just putting it in a fishbowl. <laughs> and then well, at the end, he's riding Thanos. on his cosmic uh, motorcycle and he's got baby Thanos chained to his chest. That's right. I'm so, I'm so into this. It's, it's it's good. It's a good team up book. No, here's the thing. This is not <laughs> Frank Castle. This is Garth Ennis writing Wolverine versus Punisher. This is that's the I... that's the shit that this is the same category as that. Uh, you know, Garth Ennis when when Garth Ennis had like r- the Punisher run over Wolverine with a steamroller. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is that level of of disregard and with towards Marvel characters because this Frank this is not the Frank Castle that we have seen. He's joking around. He's drinking. This is like Lobo. He's he's never been faced with eternity before in service of Odin. We don't know what he'd do, honestly. <laughs> Logic. He's, he's so <laughs> he's so angry. Rob, <laughs> let's all right, let's all right, we get it. He doesn't like it. Rob, what'd you think? Fuck. I thought I dreaded this when you created your little JD preferred folder for us this week, and I yeah. go, ah fuck, this I gotta read. Um, and I loved it. Probably my favorite of the week. It was I had just, such it was a cool. blast. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's so it. it's so the, dumb that it's great. This is the first Ghost Rider book I've ever given a fuck about. Oh, nice. Stop it. Stop no, oh, it. Stop all, it. All honest to God truth, I just said that. I hate you. <laughs> I, hate you I, hate, I hate fucking Ghost Rider. I will I not say it's my favorite all. Punisher. But I will say it's my favorite Ghost Rider book. I don't get. Yeah, it, this is the thing. Why is Frank Castle the Ghost Rider? Why not have this be Johnny Blaze? Since we don't have Johnny Blaze, since we don't have Johnny Blaze right now, um, we have whatever that guy's name is, the guy who drives the car. So now, like anything you ride, mm-hmm. can burst into flames and you can be a ghost rider too because Correct. i saw i saw a, there was a there's a, a thing coming out of this whole infinity thing called ghost panther and it's ghost rider riding a panther uh, and the panther's head is on fire well it's true i mean i did an illustration i did an illustration of myself as ghost rider and my vespa was uh, on fire see then I asked JD to do one for me, and I said, "Will you make it a sex doll?" Oh yeah, it's it's a Sibian. A Sibian machine. The Sibian on fire. Yes, I haven't quite figured out how a Sibian works yet. I'm, yeah. I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Uh, if you have any offers, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't get you to work. It doesn't get you to work any faster. I just don't know. Where, right? I don't know where stuff goes. I want to see a, a poor. Uh, ghost bus writer. <laughs> he just sits on top of a bus, and everyone inside, everyone inside, cooks. And they're on fire and die, and dying, and he's just riding the bus to work. That's pretty funny. Why don't you make it more horrible and make it one of those old people transports, like yeah. the little white half buses that drive around, dropping off? Aww. Oh no, a, a ghost, uh, like you know, ghost shriner. <laughs> the little baby you know, car? The, those little motorcycles, yeah, yeah the little cars. <laughs> that would be awesome, Ghost, Ghost Shriner. Shriner. That's pretty good. Yeah. Come on. Ah. See? Good All right. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like this. I thought this was a fucking blast. Any of that would be better than this. Cosmic Ghost Rider, suck my anus hole. You're, Whoa. You, the Damn. thing, the thing about Ghost Rider though is that he's always been a sort of a legacy character. So. There's always been a bunch of different ghost riders, so it doesn't bother yeah. me that there's a new ghost rider. Right. It bothers me that he's Frank Castle. Eh, it's better than Frankencastle. Uh, right. I just by a skosh. <laughs> oh, what That's a bummer! A I, I thought for sure you would uh, like this. Ah, well. Just the fact that he wears a fishbowl 
over his flames. <laughs> You're usually so it could burn in space. He had a fucking book about a talking shark in the future of Atlantis titillates you. I love that. God That's a character. It. It's an original character. Jabberjaw. <sighs> yeah, Jabberjaw is a, is a, Captain Caveman original character. It's not. It's not like that was Captain Caveman was like a caveman version of Captain Marvel. To be well, technically fair, so to be with within the law, this is a new character too. All right, I will give it to you that the fight with Thanos' baby was pretty cool. Thank you. Um, ha ha, we that's, win. That's you it. liked it. Shut up. You I loved it. I only liked it when the baby jumped out and he's like, "What the shit? You he's he's all he's always been like this." Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. All right, Captain America number one, put out by Marvel, still written by Tanahazi Coates, uh, art by Francis Lionel Yu. What do you mean still written? What do you? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Black Panther. Uh, yeah, now written by Tanahazi Coates. The Mark Wade run is over, and uh, yeah, Lionel Francis Yu. And uh, what did you guys think of this one, Rob? I got bored halfway through the book and stopped reading it. Oh shit! Which which? Uh. Where did you stop? Bum bum. Uh, like a, maybe a quarter of the way through the book. Oh. All right, it dumped Mark. me. It dumped me in the middle of a story. I don't give a fuck about. And I mean, this is a new number one. What the fuck you? What are you talking you about? It dumped you in the middle of a story. What are you talking about? It's a brand it's, new story. It's picking up the pieces. What yeah. pieces? It's picking up the pieces of the whole Nazi cap thing. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that's not a but new. That's not a middle of the story. It's, it's starting a new status quo. I'm not arguing with you, JD. I'm agreeing with you, but I, I no, I'm, no, I'm yelling at Rob. Rob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Yeah, okay. Easy. I'm a new reader. I love Captain America, and I just saw the Avengers. I want to read Captain America number one. What the fuck? This yeah. is more. This is more like the Captain America from the movies than I read during Mark Wade's run. Almost, I think. This is the last. Had, this is the last issue of Mark Wade's run. All this shit should've been wrapped up. Sorry. What? All this shit should have been wrapped up. This should have well, been the last issue of Mark Wade's run. Mark Wade's run sent Captain America into the future and it was like a stupid future story. Well. But yeah, that this was... one has a as a whole new villain. Um it's dealing with Russia because of course it's dealing with Russia. Um you know, political climate and all that. Russia is like the new Russia. Weird. It's, yeah, what's old is new again. Uh, yeah, it's called Winter in America, and it has to deal with, first of all, uh, let's let's run down the list. So it's dealing with Russia. It's dealing with angry white men uh, abusing the flag for their own purposes. It's dealing with, um, what else? What else was there? Something, uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, the fact that the White House is praising Baron von Strucker, um, and it even has sort of a little bit of the Invinci- Incredibles 2, where he's getting a little bit sidelined for his love interest who has to take over, um, and then uh, you've got Hydra is dead, the future belongs to us, so it's, yeah, it doesn't feel like a, you're in the middle of a story, it's a bunch of new stuff. Alright, I'm reading for it now. I love the cover. 
the Alex Ross covers that I was going to say there's been like 50 goddamn covers well the one the double page that goes over his past and uh, has like all the all his villains fighting and then uh, fighting cap and then uh, oh yeah it's the aircraft carriers and stuff like that that's really really nice and the cover for next issue looks really good too it's just Captain America standing there Alex Ross cover of Captain America standing there holding the flag and the shield that's really really nice nice covers yeah um I think the concept, I, I think I really liked the opening scene where it shows the difference between, not the opening scene, um, the opening kind of action scene with Captain America and Bucky because it just shows um, the difference between Cap and Bucky, uh, which I thought was really well handled and it's something that um, I think it shows that Ta-Nehisi Coates understands that. Uh, it felt it, a little bit like the Brewbreaker run. Yeah, that whole yeah. bit. I mean, yeah. it feels it. Well, and and the Brewbreaker run is basically what they've gone with with the movie. So yeah. it, it feels more in line with the movies. Um, and I think that despite the fact that Tanizi Coates was wordy as shit in the uh, Black Panther books, any Black Panther book I've read by him, yeah, this was probably the first Tanizi Coates. Uh, comic book that I've read that I actually liked, um, yeah. that I actually cared about. Um, Same. And I, I don't, I didn't see it as the government pardoning um, all of these villains, even though they are, or praising all of these villains. It's, it's in taking part of. I get there. Yes, there, are, there's political undertones if you want to read them. But if you don't want to read them, you can look past it as. The government is praising the people for uh, services in taking out Hydra from the status quo. Right. Um, it's a broken system. Um, it's a broken system where Thaddeus Ross did do his part in taking out Hydra. Actually, uh, uh, Strucker did in the story like take out Hydra. So it's like there were there are. Uh, there are parts of that 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 it, you can read it as like in one way, but you can read it. Uh, you you don't have to. It's not overly political, like I think that you were talking about, JD. But huh. I do. I understand that there are there are shades of it, but you can also see it as as something else. One of the things that bothered me about it is this whole relationship with Sharon Carter and, and Steve. I, I this is weird. It's like she's an old lady. He's a. a He's status quo cap, and she's like super old. It's just a weird. It's a weird relationship. <laughs> don't you think? No. You don't it's think it's laughing. You don't think it's weird? No. You don't think it's weird that old, dried up Sharon Carter and young Buck Cap. Are First of all, together. old and dried up. She's probably in like her fifties or sixties. But, mm, 60s. Oh, she might be, yeah, late 60s. Kidding. She's look at those hands. Look at that. Look at those jowls. He's Captain no. America. Yeah, for fuck's sake, man. She looks. He's not like, ruled by his dick. I'm just saying. Yes, they're in That's love. Right. But, he watched. You know, he watched Sharon uh, Carter's what grandmother get old. Well, he dated his grandmother, her grandmother. Yeah. And then uh, he dated. Then he dated her. Yeah, dating an older so, woman is not new to him. No, he should he should date her daughter now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> he just sticks with one family, one generation. Oh, yeah. So he's like, so when are you going to have a kid? Yes. <laughs> so in the, in, in, in the Carter family, instead of communion, all the girls have their, have their capsienza. Yes, they all, oh, they all take a turn with the captain. On the captain. Um, <laughs> uh, I like it that they brought Celine in here, energy vampire from the Hellfire Club. Uh, Is that who that cool. was? Thank yeah. you. Um, I had no idea who that was. I didn't realize she was Russian, but yeah, I guess I don't, maybe that's new. Maybe that's a new aspect of it. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I do think that. Uh, Yes, Tanisi Coates is a very political uh, writer. Um, so it's it's. I mean, the next issue uh, talks about him, uh, Cap taking on the power elite. Um, but some of the best stories has been about Cap taking on uh, not not going against the government, but always struggling with his duty as a soldier versus his uh, his mission to uphold the American dream, which. Mm-hmm. Um, is very ethereal at the moment, depending on where you go in yeah. this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, the power elite is the like the next issue. Uh, it's like a a cabal of influence brokers. So basically, the Illuminati, but mm-hmm. they can't use the Illuminati because they already had the Illuminati. Yeah, the Marvel right. Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which so, is different. So yeah, I mean, I I like this a hell of a lot better than um, I did Mark Wade's run, and uh, unfortunately, because I hated the, that the fact that they just he just sent him into the future and had a whole like stupid thing. Yeah, like, I didn't even I, read that. Yeah, I I just finished it. It's all right. Hmm. But um, I think I think what's going to happen is Sharon Carter is going to be the new Black Widow. But Black Widow's alive. They're going to de-age her. No, they just showed Black Widow dead. No, they showed her dead from when she died during um, uh, Secret Empire. But, I mean, she had a whole miniseries with Hawkeye called Tales to Astonish or Tales of Suspense, something like that. Why is she alive now? you got to read that miniseries. Why even even have this panel in there then? Because I don't know that Cap knows that she's alive. Yeah. I think she's doing like underground spooky shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, I didn't get a chance to read that. Agent, they call her Agent Thirteen. They should call her Agent One Hundred and Thirteen. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just Maud. <laughs> Maud. <sighs> anyway, I like the art. Art was good. Well, yeah, it's, I think it, yeah, it's you. You's good. Me? No, Shut not up. you. Not you. Thanks, not JD. You, you're welcome, buddy. You think I'm good? Yeah, oh, no. you're Thanks, great. Man. <laughs> it's in your drawing. No, I thought it was really good. Uh, his his cap is great. I like his cap. Um, there's a there's a scene. I couldn't help but notice something in the scene. This is halfway through. Um, they did. <laughs> And this maybe this is this goes with why Cap is is attracted to her. They gave her a really big booty. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. There's that scene where Thaddeus Ross comes in, and they're all facing the other way, and 
<laughs> Sharon Carter. Oh, there she is. Yeah, she does. Sharon Carter's booty is almost wow. as big as that shield. Oh, she's got That's a rumpus. Padonker. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates said that. Like Good for her. Got wrote it in the story. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> really, really ass up Carter for that panel, please. They did. I'm That's sure a big that editorial note. Yeah. But I wondered if, like, maybe that's, I don't know. He's anyway. just a rear man. <laughs> Cap likes his, <laughs> he likes him with badonkers, you know? It's all right. Uh, anyway, this was a good issue, though. First I agree. issue, introduce yeah, Cap. I think he really got the essence of Cap, just like how Bendis is getting the essence of uh, of Superman. It, it's like a, a new writer kind of, like, like taking on a character that... Uh, um, is commonly miswritten mm-hmm. or hard to write. People yeah. seem to have trouble writing Superman and Captain America. It's, they're always getting replaced or killed or whatever. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice to have Cap <laughs> change his battle cry to Oy Vey. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Oy Vey. Well, and then they added another point to that star. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, That's where I think that was a, just a, a leap too far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. You can go to coltpopgo.com and leave a voicemail on the bright pink banner. And uh, let's see. What, you can go to, hey, Mark. Huh? MLMillerWrites.com. Yeah, I'm looking. I can't find my Patreon. <laughs> no one. That's how old it is. Yeah. I know I have it. What did you name it, you goof? I think it's called Mark. You you can find Mark at mlmillerwrites.com. And then Rob yeah. Patey, you can find him at robpatey.com. No wonder no yeah, one does my Patreon. I can't even find my Patreon anymore. Wow. You, do, you know you have to stay on top of that shit, right? And you have to give things for a Patreon. Hey, man, I'm on top of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, and we will I'll talk have some at... more options for Patreon next week, I'll tell you. And we'll talk at you later. Thank God. Bye. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.